This is Ingewikkeld Sessions, the podcast. Organized by Ingewikkeld, each month you'll get a live stream on YouTube and a podcast on the same topic. That topic is always related to software development in one way or another. If you don't want to miss a thing, subscribe to both our YouTube channel and podcast. Let's start. Welcome to the Ingewikkeld Sessions podcast. My name is Stefan Kopenschap. I'm one of the people of Ingewikkeld. And together with two guests today, we are going to be talking about beginning with developing or starting with developing. Um, before we do, I want to tell you a bit more about uh, the fact that we have Twitter, Facebook, we have uh, YouTube, and we have LinkedIn. And you can follow us, Ingewikkeld, uh, on any of these socials to uh, get updates on more of the sessions or other stuff that we do as Ingewikkeld. Um, feel free to subscribe uh, to, to the YouTube channel. Make sure to click that bell icon as well so that you get a notification of the next live stream. And of course, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you don't subscribe yet and you're just listening to this podcast, you can also subscribe and you get the next one directly into your podcast app. Okay, having said that, we're going to be talking about beginning with programming or learning to program. Um, and I'm not doing that by myself. I have two guests. Um, Bart, can you shortly introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Bart McLeod. I'm a PHP developer, a coach, and writer. Um, yeah, I've twen- more than 20 years' experience uh, in programming, and I work as a freelancer uh, for for companies that have, uh, yeah, let's say, big challenges when it comes to uh, PHP development. Okay, thank you very much, Herbald. Yes, uh, I'm Germald. I'm the CTO of Visma Pink Web, and I'm uh, managing a team of uh, developers. And once I was uh, a programmer myself, uh, but I uh, quit programming some uh, seven years ago. Okay. Uh, I'll just to introduce myself as well, uh, I've also uh, got uh, 20 plus years of, uh, of development experience, mostly with PHP. Uh, and these days, uh, I, I still uh, program, but I also try to help developers level up uh, or help them uh, with their own challenges, basically. Um, now, uh, we did a, a, a session, a live session, uh, about uh, the topic of, of uh, well, beginning with programming or, or learning, leveling up, uh, uh, things like that. Um, and in this podcast, uh, we want to do a short summary of, of that live stream. Um, and I'm going to start with a challenge that I gave you. Uh, Bart, let's start with you. Uh, what's the main takeaway of the live stream that we had? Well, I would say the main takeaway for me was um, that uh, when you want to learn programming, uh, you would want to do it as fast as possible. You you will realize it will take time. It will might take many years, but you will want to make your start as smooth and as quickly as possible. And the uh, takeaway for me is that uh, when you have the opportunity to to find a job and work with a team, uh, your chances are the best because the team will help you find the right tools, the right resources for learning. And you can obviously expand from that yourself, but the team will help tremendously. Um, So much, I think, that if you don't have that opportunity, you might want to, to find to gather a team around you uh, of mentors uh, that can help you uh, when you want to start uh, learning programming. 
Oké. Okay. Gerbald, what's your main takeaway of the stream? Yeah, uh, kind of the same. You need uh, people around you and uh, uh, most important, uh, keep asking questions. If you don't understand, understand things, then don't be embarrassed. Just tell uh, the people around you, ask them for help. Uh, that's the best way uh, to learn things and also uh, the quickest way. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, the biggest takeaway um, is, is in line with what you said, Gerbald, um, uh, and that is that communication is very important for a developer. It's not the, the, the ultimate one thing that everyone needs to learn, because not everyone can do that, just like programming or any other topic, any other skill. Uh, but communication is very important because you, if you work in a team, you have to talk to people. If you work for a client, you have to talk to them. Uh, and also to ask questions. As a, as a starting developer, you need to ask a lot of questions. That's also a, a bit of communication skill that you need there. Uh, so that was, I, I think that was a very impo- in interesting one as well. Um, okay. If we have someone who is interested in starting as a programmer, but they don't know how, um, where should they start? How, how can they learn to program? Well, one thing I recently actually heard from someone who wanted to start with programming, uh, I think it was called, it is called Code Academy. It has many learning paths and um, it's, it's one way to do it. Uh, just just Google for it. There will be many, many ways, but this one looked really good, looked really promising. Um But uh, most importantly, find uh, establish for yourself um, how how you learn. Do you do you want to learn in a classroom? Is that what works best for you, or uh, can you learn from books, or do you learn from a, a video training uh, that you can pause so that you can do thing, things at your own pace? Um, you you need to know what your learning style is. And then you can find something because there's so much on offer out there. You can always yeah. find something that fits your way of learning. Yeah, uh, that is interesting. Uh, uh, for you, what is th- what do you think is a is a good way to start learning? Yeah, start uh, experimenting yourself as well. Yeah, if you uh, um, find a good tutorial for a programming language, then uh, yeah, just follow that tutorial. Uh, see where it brings you. Maybe after you've done a, a small uh, project, uh, you can tweak it yourself to to make it a bit different. Just try things out, and uh, that will give you pointers pointers on what uh, to learn next. Yeah, um, uh, there are of course uh, formal educations also to to learn to program, and and in the in the live stream we discussed that for a bit. Um, it's it's a nice to have, I think you said, Gerbald, but it's not something that you look for when you start recruiting new developers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of years ago, we we looked for that for people with uh, formal education, but we've seen that it uh, in practice uh, uh, doesn't make a really big difference. Uh, people who have uh, learned uh, development themselves or had uh, formal education. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, both ways are good ways to uh, to learn. Uh, development yeah if i look around me uh, um, uh, i have a lot of uh, different types of people uh, that are now developers uh, people that that uh, studied history or studied languages like real languages instead of programming languages um, 
uh, and and also all levels of education and uh, they are all equally skilled now in in development uh, so while it can be an advantage probably uh, uh, it doesn't you don't have to have that formal education um, i think yeah yeah it will at, at a certain level it will will help you for example uh, for uh, concepts like uh, object-oriented programming. Yeah, it's uh, usually taught in uh, uh, yeah in class, um, and that might be a bit more difficult if you uh, start out yourself and trying to teach it uh, yourself. Yeah. Um, well, you, you already mentioned object-oriented programming. Um, what are the core skills that people should should look at when they try to to learn how to program? Um, yeah, the, the the core skill is uh, at first you you must like it to solve problems. That's that's really a thing that you must like because else it won't uh, won't be that inspiring to be a programmer. So that's that's something that you you need to have or need to be interested in, uh, and it will will bring you further in every step that you learn uh, during uh, programming. Yeah, um, yeah, very important. Bart, is there more core skills that you think are important? Um, well, yeah, we, we mentioned that one. Um, but we also mentioned uh, communication skills. You can also learn them, of course. They're, they're very important. Um, uh, accuracy helps um, because you need attention to detail. If 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 you don't care about details, then programming is not for you because it, every detail matters. Actually, um, while you also need to be able to uh, step back and see the see the bigger picture. So it's uh, it's quite a. If you want to be successful, you need uh, quite a skill set, but it can also be developed if if you don't have it yet. So the more most important is that you have. Uh, like Gerbrand said, a drive to to solve problems because that will guide you. If you, if you don't have that, you you won't get there. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, when a problem gets gets thrown at you, um, as a starting developer, how do you approach that? Um, where? What what do you look at first? Well, it's a long time ago that I was a starting developer, and um, but I I had some formal education um, on a technical university, and what we learned there was to break down a problem into smaller problems, and that's what I've always used to um, to address a problem. So break it down in smaller pieces until um, it's not only doable or uh, purposeful to d- to do so, and then solve them one by one. Yeah. And another way is to identify bottlenecks to to find uh, the piece that you think will be the most difficult to solve and start there. And from there, work your way through through smaller bottlenecks that you find less uh, risky. Uh, that way, you you uh, avoid wasting time on a project where you would not be able to solve the most difficult part. Yeah. Um, one of the risks, of course, is that you might not identify the most difficult part upfront, and you will still end up with something you you can't solve on your own. Um, 
Yeah, but still breaking breaking the problem down into smaller problems will usually help you a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, now you mentioned already. Uh, sometimes uh, you cannot solve a problem on your own. Uh, a developer, new developer, has learned some programming skills, and now uh, they want to get a job, find a job. What should they look for in a, in their first programming job? Uh, yeah, I think it was, uh, it was mentioned before, but uh, when you can find a company with uh, uh, yeah a good team of uh, developers that are there, that can can help you, can mentor you, can uh, can guide your uh, learning, that that will be a big plus. Yeah, so that you you don't uh, uh, yeah be all on your own in solving all the, all those problems. But uh, once you get stuck, you can ask for help. Yeah. That will be great uh, learning moments because you afterwards you can solve something that you couldn't before. Now I think most companies will have teams or a team of developers. Um, what is the best way to figure out if that is actually a team that wants to help you? Hopefully, uh, um, yeah, you you can uh, speak to some team members uh, during the hiring procedure. So that's, uh, that would always be great, not only talking to a manager, but also uh, seeing the people that are, are there already and then uh, use that opportunity uh, not to also only answer questions, but also to ask questions about how things work in the team and uh, what you can expect. Yeah. Um, and as an employer, um, uh, you you don't just hire senior developers, at least I hope. Mm-hmm. Um, uh how how can you help a new developer uh, to to get up to speed and to learn uh, to 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 build better software? Yeah, we uh, always uh, appoint someone to be the the, the body of the the uh, new developer, so the the, the coach, the guide, uh, whatever you name it. Uh, and he or she uh, will uh, will look after the new uh, developer, so uh, help him or her uh, get uh, used to uh, the the code base that's already there, getting familiar with it, uh, looking uh, with them uh, what what they're doing, uh, seeing after if they get stuck, and then uh, get them unstuck again. Uh, a lot of times we also do uh, pair programming, so that's where behind uh, the keyboard uh, with with two people. One uh, uh, comes up with the ideas on how to do it and the other uh, uh, types in the code. And then you, you change places once in a while. Uh, that's also a way to get uh, uh, yeah, the juniors uh, up to speed uh, very quickly. Okay. Um, Bart, you've also worked as a coach. Um, so you've helped people to, to level up. Uh, what are the things that you, you help people with? What, are, what, what do they get stuck in? Um, I find that um, some people um, do not get stuck at all. They just want to suck up information and then use it for for themselves uh, independently. Um, Others uh, get stuck at at simple concepts like what is a constant and uh, or what's what's a variable and and. When is it a variable? When is it a constant? Why why is that so? Uh, that kind of stuff. And why would you program objects orientedly? Um, and then I 
it can, it can be hard to to um, help them understand why we do certain things in certain ways. Um, but I usually um, try to keep them interested with a really uh, small example, like we're going to build a web page, and the web page will have a few widgets. Uh, one, for example, that displays the weather in a certain location. And then, um, because that's really simple, and they d just use a web uh, service online to um, to display it, and then they can uh, write unit tests for it. And that uh, little exercise actually has all the, um, all the aspects of oriented programming, because you can have a different widget, and you can have a base widget. So uh, they, ha they have some things in common and they have some things that are different. So that helps to explain the concept of inheritance. Um, and that way I try to, um, to get them interested in the, in the topics. And then you can uh, find also opportunity to explain uh, variables, constants, uh, etc. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned testing. Uh, in our live stream, uh, we discussed quite a bit about, about testing, not just just testing, but also uh, uh, things like uh, test-driven development. So you write your test first, and then uh, uh, you you actually write the code, the logic. Um, testing is apparently a very important subject, but it can be very hard as a beginning developer. Uh, yes. Why is it so important? It's important because we are talking about automated testing, and... Uh, of course, you can test uh, this web page with this weather widget by just opening the page and uh, seeing that it works or that it doesn't work. Um, but if the project is a little bit bigger and you're creating features every week, multiple features, um, the amount of features will grow to such an extent that you can't just open every page with every feature to uh, verify if it still works. And also you would have to do that after each and every change, which means you would be busy all the time manually testing. And so automated testing um, it takes that out of your hands. You have to write it once. Uh, you can do that before you write your code or after, depending on your preference and your skills and your targets. Um, but the most important thing is that you do write them. And then it will just test all your code for you with the push of a button or a simple command that you type on the command line, which means you don't have to do all the manual testing all the time. Yeah. And um, typical for code bases that are um, very big and have little tests is that they are like an old car that you repair. You, you put something back on the front and something at the back falls off. Um, code pages can feel like that and it's really frustrating yeah. and that doesn't stop if you don't have tests that, that just happens all the time and if you have good test coverage that most of your code is actually covered by automated tests then you can be pretty sure that most of it still works after you make uh, a change um, uh, interesting for, for people that are new to development or, or uh, have a bit of experience with development, but they, they want to learn more about unit testing. Uh, we have a live stream about unit testing in our archive, uh, which is accessible to people that are patron of, uh, of uh, our uh, sessions. Uh, more information about that later. Cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, 
let's head back into this this uh, this whole testing thing, or at least well, the testing we've covered now, I think. Uh, but testing is one of the many tools that a developer uses, I think. Um, are there any other important tools as a developer that you use, Bart? Yeah, well, most importantly, I think an integrated development environment, an IDE, uh, that helps you code. It checks your syntax. It colors your syntax. So it colors, for example, function name and the function declaration so that you can easily see what you have. Um, it colors all kinds of things. So it makes you also a really lazy developer. It can generate a lot of code for you. It can run your tests for you. It can offer you access to uh, other resources like a database right from the IDE so that you don't have to leave it to check your database, for example. Um, it can do so many things. Um, it speeds up your development once you've learned to, uh, to use it. And there's... I would say there's always an IDE for a programming language that you are using. If, if yeah. it's something current, I don't know about old ones. But um, yeah, for modern programming language, there's almost always going to be an IDE available, whether it's online or uh, locally installed. And it's just a great help. Yeah. But you you need to learn how to use it. That's, right. that's important. Once you know, it's it's not really hard. Once you understand the concept, then it's a great help. Okay. Uh, if you look at your team, Gerbald, um, uh, what are the tools that they really use a lot? Uh, what they uh, really use is a uh, versioning control system. Okay. That's uh, yeah. You must have that if you work together with uh, with multiple uh, programmers, uh, so you uh, don't get uh, get in the way uh, of each other's uh, code writing. Uh, yeah, that's that's really important, and uh, it can be quite difficult to learn at first because you yeah you have to grab the concept of, of version control and how how a program can keep up with with changes you make to the codes and uh, how it can uh, can understand uh, which lines of code you uh, you've changed. Um, but once you you get that concept of how that works. It can be of great help also for yourself because uh, if you made a made a mistake, you can go back in time to your previous code, um, and uh, yeah, that that really helps you uh, in developing yourself because if you're less afraid to make uh, uh, mistakes, then you will learn faster. Right. So so we've got object-oriented programming. We've got the version control now. Th these are things that are very important to learn. Um, uh, are, are there any other things that you think are very important to learn for a developer? Uh, yes, as we mentioned before in the, in the live stream, uh, also communication skills uh, yeah. is one of the really important things uh, that you will have to learn as a developer. Uh, you don't have to be good at it when you start, but along the way you have to learn to, to communicate with your uh, peer developers, but also... Uh, with with people who uh, you built the software for, uh, because uh, yeah, that's the only way you can make valuable software um, if you can understand uh, what the users uh, want of your software. Yeah, um, and is there an easy way? Uh, there is no easy way to learn anything, I guess. But is there an easy way to 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 get yourself some communication skills? Um. Yeah, asking for feedback is always yeah. a good thing. Okay. Yeah. So if you had... Uh, well, that is a communication skill. Yeah, so. that's true. 
Yeah, you can ask feedback in a quite complicated way, but uh, you can also just ask, uh, okay, how was I doing in the last meeting or something? Yeah, um, yeah, won't be, have to be too difficult. Um, in in the live stream, uh, one of the things that uh, that came by uh, talking about feedback as well, I guess, uh, is that if you find a job where you have a team around you, and especially with more experienced developers, then those developers can also give you feedback instead of you having to ask for it. Uh, and by that, you learn to communicate as well. Um, in in a team, how does that feedback loop work? Uh, is is there an easy way to 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 get feedback or to give feedback and, and how does that work? Yeah, you've got different types of feedback. You've got feedback on your own communication, but also feedback on the code that you write. Uh, we discussed that in the live stream as well. Uh, code reviews uh, to uh, yeah that other people can write comments on the code that you wrote. Um, that is can be quite scary. Because you write something and uh, someone's going to have an opinion on that. Um, but yeah, you, you must not take that too personally. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, the other persons also know that you're still learning. Um, yeah. So uh, just take it as directions on how to, uh, to improve yourself in your coding. As a as someone that has a lot of development experience, I, s I also really like feedback in code reviews from junior developers uh, because uh, they sometimes have a fresh way of looking at things that I hadn't thought of because I've been doing this so long uh, that I've, I've gotten used to certain ways of, of solving problems and, and doing things. Um, so I think it's, it's also very important for a junior developer to not be, be afraid to also give their feedback and their viewpoint on things. Uh, is that something that you also have experience with, Bart? I have experienced in particular one junior developer who was just brilliant and everything he said was <laughs> was just a great remark that, that we could immediately use. Um, but it's obviously not, not like that with every junior developer, but I've uh, certainly experienced very valuable input from yeah. juniors, absolutely. Okay, um, let's let's move on to... Um, uh, the point of view of an employer. Um, as an employer, um, these days it's very hard to find senior developers. So the best way to get a new senior developer is to hire a junior or a media developer and train them to become senior. Um, uh, what can an employer do to support uh, uh, less experienced developers and to, to become better developers? Uh, I think that uh, knowledge sharing is very important uh, within the team as well as uh, from external uh, sources. So within the team you can do, for example, uh, uh, tech sharings, uh, sharing sessions about new uh, technology. can be uh, just uh, a yeah, really short uh, uh, session every week or something. Uh, but only uh, also uh, give uh, uh, de developers the opportunity to learn from external sources, so send them to conferences, uh, uh, get them to watch uh, online talks about uh, interesting uh, topics, and that's also uh, very valuable, and they might come up with a very new and different uh, solutions to, uh, to problems that are uh, yeah, in their work. Yeah. Uh, you also do training yourself, Bart, uh, training, training other people, Yeah. Um, 
what are things that you think should be offered as a training to to a starting developer? All that would depend entirely on on the problem at hand because you want them to be productive, uh, probably related to to some business problem. I would need to f- to find the right tutorial or class or or whatever you can find related to to what he's currently doing and in the language that he's currently using. Um, so that would depend on the on the situation. Okay, but it's uh, so. Um an employer should talk to developers to figure out also uh, what it, would it be would the best help. thing. It would help a great deal. Okay. If uh, I, you can't expect a junior to be uh, finding this on his own. If yeah. he does, it's it's fantastic. But uh, I, he would probably need help with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you do that uh, because uh, we're here at Pinkweb? Thank you very much for hosting us, uh, uh, Gerbald. Um, uh, th- what what do you do? Do you talk to your developers to find out what they need? Yeah, I do uh, regular uh, check-ins, as we call that. Uh, so we we speak with everybody uh, once uh, every uh, every eight weeks uh, to see how they go uh, about uh, achieving their goals. And for new developers and especially junior developers, that's uh, getting up to speed in their work. And uh, one topic is uh, yeah, where where they get stuck, and what they need to uh, to overcome that, and uh, what what they need in the form of uh, of education, and uh, and also very important uh, in the way they they like to receive that education. Right. So if they like experimenting time, if they like to read a book, if they like uh, to watch uh, uh, online uh, training, uh, can be very difficult from p- uh, different from person to person. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, thank you very much, Gerbald. Thank you very much, Bart, for for being a guest on this podcast, for being part of the live stream. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It, it, it's been it's been great. I think uh, I learned a couple of things. I hope uh, everyone has has learned some things. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, if you think, well, this live stream, what they were talking about, uh, what is this? Uh, we did a live stream uh, two weeks before we published this podcast. Um, and if you want to check that live stream, uh, there is an option for that. But you have to become a patron. Uh, you can do that on patreon.com slash ingewikkeld. Um, where uh, if you support us for, for three euros a month, you get access to the whole archive of, of live streams, including the one on unit testing that I mentioned before as well. Uh, Jaap did a great job on that. Uh, and I also learned some stuff from that as well. Um, also, uh, feel free to uh, to follow us on, on Twitter, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, uh, and on YouTube. Uh, and on YouTube especially, click that bell button as well so that you get a notification for the next stream. Um, This podcast um, is out now, uh, but we do this every month, uh, two weeks after the live stream. Uh, So the next one, uh, the podcast will be in in, in a month and the next live stream will be in about two weeks. Uh, It will be uh, uh, Mike from Real uh, talking about documentation, effective documentation. And he will actually write some documentation during that live stream. Um, And it's called Conversation Through Documentation. Thank you very much for listening and speak to you next time. That's it for this month. Thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, please share our links on social media. Also, please subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app and follow us on YouTube. And you can also support us financially on patreon.com slash ingewikkeld. See you next month.